0: Ladies and gentlemen, this is David Penzer. The Russian
1: Nightmare, Nikita Kurov. Alexia Nicole.
0: Hey,
1: this is Jason Sensation. This is my doll, Connor. This
0: is Nova, the LD athlete.
1: Rapid delivery, Rory Fox. Tyson
0: Dukes, the wrestling machine.
1: Former WWF slash WWE referee, Jimmy Corderas.
0: The hardcore icon, just incredible. Now that's not just the coolest, and that's not just the best. That, my friends,
1: is Count It Out with Mike and Tyler.
0: Well, we are live, pals, and welcome to another edition of Count It Out with Mike and Tyler. My name is Tyler, and I am joined, as always, by the one and only Mike. And you know what they say, Mike: better late than never. We apologize for the day delay on the episode.
1: Yeah. Sh- oh crap. Shit happens. Uh, we just couldn't uh, we couldn't get together in time this week, but uh, I mean, it's only a day late, right? Day late. Uh,
0: right in the report, and,
1: and, and it all uh, it all worked out because if we would have done it on time we wouldn't be able to talk about it. a couple of things we're going to be able to talk about today.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I, I like how you say shit happens as you open your beer and spill it all over yourself. Or no. listeners that uh, are not going to be watching this. That was damn funny. Uh, yeah, lots of stuff to talk about. And I think we might as well get right to the big, uh, the big story in, uh, in the World Professional Wrestling NXT coming off an amazing pay-per-view on Sunday. Mm-hmm. The vengeance Show. And the big angle coming out of that. But before we get to the big angle, if you have not watched Johnny Gargano against Koshida, stop right now. Just go Holy watch that. Shit, match. Right. Good luck beating already him back a of ma- the
1: year. Uh, I, I, match of the year candidate, and it's only February.
0: Yeah. The, the sure. was, I think that was Gargano's second best takeover match of all time, in my opinion.
1: Yeah, I, I, I can't, I can't argue with you.
0: Like, I, I don't think anything will beat him against Andrade. I thought that was the best match. In NXT history, personally, uh, oh, wow. my okay. opinion. But uh, I right. mean, him and, and Koshida were damn good. But then the main event rolls around. Finn Balor successfully defending the NXT title against Pete Dunn, and it finally happened—the explosion of the Undisputed Era. Kind of. What are you thinking, man? Is this the right move to make with the Undisputed uh, Era? or Should they have stuck together a little longer?
1: I'm not sure. I'm not saying they should have stuck together longer. My only issue with this is. I think they kind of jumped the gun on, on Cole going heel already. It seems like it hasn't been that long since he made his face turn. And, you know, I think they should have gave him a a good, a good long face run. He could have been the baby face of NXT for quite a while. Mm. Um, With that said, he's a great heel. So, you know, uh, it's not like it's going to, anything's going to go wrong. Me personally, I probably would have switched gears. I would have maybe had Kyle O'Reilly do the heel turn because that's going to put heat on Kyle O'Reilly and put a spotlight on O'Reilly that he's never had in NXT. Yeah. I
0: would. You
1: know, O'Reilly from the beginning of his NXT career has really been in, in the shadow of, of Adam Cole.
0: Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't be opposed to that either. I like how they have Roderick Strong kind of in the middle right now, yeah I mean trying to mend the fences after the television show. It does not look like Adam Cole is interested in doing that. Um, I'm excited for it. I'm excited to see what Bobby fish his loyalty lies
1: uh, Bobby fish's uh, loyalty lies uh, in a hospital bed.
0: What's wrong with him? Is he, oh, he, he had a surgery. Was
1: fucking injured. He's yeah. He had he got in, hurt in the he war games. His fucking career.
0: Yeah, he he got hurt in the war games match, right? Yeah,
1: I, I fish is really talented, but Jesus Christ, the the, the guy's got to stop getting hurt.
0: So where do we go from here uh, with NXT? Now we're getting into WrestleMania season for them. Uh, I don't know if they're doing another takeover event. I don't know if we're going to see the NXT title at WrestleMania but who is the guy that you see challenging Finn Balor at Wrestlemania weekend? Adam Cole, I'm guessing. You think it's Adam Cole? You think maybe we get Cole and O'Reilly instead and a Karrion Cross still can can find his way over to Finn Balor still? Eh. is still in the mix.
1: If anything, possibly a triple threat match between O'Reilly, um Balor and Cole. But honestly, I'm thinking it's going to be Balor and Cole.
0: Fair. Fair. Well, that's what I want to touch on on XT. Let's shift gears. Let's move over to uh, AEW right now. They did something that is damn hard to do, and they got you excited about something because you are not known to be Mr. AEW on this show.
1: No. No, but uh, I am excited about something, but I will will, uh, air a grievance about the way they're building it. Yeah, However, I am, awesome. I am interested, though. So for those who didn't watch this this uh, last week's episode of Dynamite, uh, it ended with uh, a challenge being put out. Uh, we will be getting um, Moxley getting a title match against the AEW champion Kenny Omega, and they will be facing off in a no-ropes barbed wire explosion match. Yeah which is usually only seen in Japan, sometimes in, you know, places like CCW and stuff like that. Yeah. I know they've done in the past, Which, which brings me to my problem. I think they booked this wrong with Omega making the challenge.
0: I agree with you. That's actually my, my beef with this as well.
1: It makes no sense. Yeah. First of all, It's Moxley with the history of ultra-violent matches. Yes, uh, Omega comes from Japan, but as far as I can remember, he's never been in a match like this before, where, you know, uh, Moxley is a CZW alum. So it would have made more sense for this, not only for Moxley because of his background, but because of Moxley's character to want to do the sickest, most depraved thing he could possibly think of on the, and going along with that, Muck Omega's character right now doesn't seem to me. I'm not saying he's a chicken shit heel, but he doesn't seem to be the kind of guy to be like, Hey, let's let's do the hardest match possible. And you know, yeah, I, I feel like they're walking a line.
0: I feel like they're walking a line if he's a chicken shit heel or if he's, you know, going to yeah. be bad. At, like, Pitser get off the fence. Are you going to make him a chicken shit heel or are you going to make him the cleaner Kenny Omega?
1: I'm excited for the match uh for the first time since the first all in, I'm actually interested in putting my money down for a, for an AEW pay-per-view.
0: Yeah, the card's stacked.
1: But the booking I think could be better.
0: I'm I'm okay with the booking going into this. I feel like every match has a purpose behind it. Uh, even Matt Hardy and Hangman Page are fighting for their first quarter's income, which I think is a fun little stipulation. I, Ooh. you know, Big Money Matt—that's his gimmick—and I, I think that puts a fun twist on what could just be a throw. What could have just been a throwaway match if not? Yeah. Uh, the women's tournament has been very good. I haven't had a chance to watch um, the Japanese side of it yet on YouTube, but I've I heard it was really well done. Um, Serena Deebs and, and Rio put on an awesome match this it week. really
1: did. I, I did check that out.
0: And now we're gonna get uh Rio against Thunder Rosa and the semifinals, which you know, sign me up. That's fantastic. Yeah. Um, some other things going on in the pay-per-view, too. We're getting the in-ring return of Sting. How did you feel? Everyone's losing their mind, excited, happy, mad, pissed off. Sting took a bump, and it was a pretty big bump. He took a powerbomb. What do you think? <laughs>
1: I, you know, I, I, we spoke about this earlier today, you and I privately. And and so, you know how I feel about it, but I just think it's ridiculous. Um, number one, I must state, I have zero problem with, with, with sting taking a bump like that. My view is if that old motherfucker wants to play, then he better be willing to fucking play. And he proved this week that he's willing to play by taking a big bump like that. My problem is everybody fucking jumping like it's the greatest thing that's ever happened. Holy fuck, Sting took a fucking power bomb. So it's a fucking power bomb. Oh, I think
0: that there's excitement about it because that's his first bump he's taken since 2015, and it showed, like you said, that he's there. Not he's he's there to play. He's there to do it. Yeah, I think AW I,
1: I just don't think it was that big of a deal. And let's and and let's be perfectly honest. If somebody, you know. At Sting's age, at Sting's career level, uh, right now, was over in WWE and took a bump like that, everybody would be like, oh, that's so fucking stupid.
0: Yeah, it's the fun thing to do to shit on the WWE. I understand that. I think AEW needs to be careful. Uh, You know, Sting does have it. He did not get his neck fixed. You know what I mean? He he did not go out and get a surgery or anything like that. No, and it
1: was not cleared by WWE doctors. So, you know...
0: AW's just got to be careful here because it, let's just say, heaven forbid, something does well, happen.
1: I'm know? guessing they're going to they're let Darby take most of the, uh, most, uh, most of the bumps. Uh, Darby can do a lot of the work here. Uh, he'll come in Sting. If they do it smartly, Sting will come in and get a bunch of offense on, uh, on Cage. You well, know? I think
0: it's going to be more of a cinematic style match as well. Do you think so? I think that's the way yeah. they're leaning. I think it's like a parking lot brawl or something like that. Okay. That, they're, that they're kind of billing it more towards. Um, uh, there's a place for Sting in the ring, and that's exactly what you said. Let Darby do the work. Let yeah. Sting come in, hit a Stinger Splash, Scorpion. That's that. You know, um, Maybe you know, a bump or two here or there, but I, I don't want to see Sting getting the heat on him. I don't want to see Sting taking big bumps right now. Just no, because
1: he, I, I, I don't want he, him to get hurt. Maybe that's why he took that big bump now.
0: As a tester,
1: maybe? One of two things. Either it was a tester to see if he could... Handle it before this big match, or to say, okay, I took that big bump. Now I don't got to take one during the match.
0: Well, we're talking about Sting, who's a bona fide Hall of Famer and a little bit up there in age. How about another guy, Tully Blanchard, is stepping back up?
1: Yeah, I think. Yeah, I, I hope way. he just. Let, I hope he just lets FTR do the work.
0: You, you know, it, Tully's just gonna take a bump from from Marco. That's it. Like this yeah. is gonna be more of a comedy. Tully's not getting in there in a serious manner. Like the way that this feud is built up, I think this is perfect. Uh, first of all, probably a bucket list moment for FTR to get to stand on the apron with Tully, and probably for Jungle Boy, Luchasaurus, and Marco as well. Like Tully Blanchard, second greatest horseman, third greatest horseman of all time, right? So, um, yeah, you said it, you said it. Secondly, Arn's the best, but it doesn't matter. Um, either way cool moment. I think it'll be fun. I think you're going to get a good spot where, you know, Tully will come in and take a couple cheap shots and then my Marco will get his revenge and, and probably score the win over Tully. Right.
1: Oh, most likely. And, and, um, you know, I, again, I'm a little excited for it just because I, you know, I just don't want Tully to get hurt. Tully is one of my favorites of all time. Okay. Tully is my favorite horseman. Tully is one of my favorites. NWA stars. In history,
0: mm-hmm.
1: I will, b- my heart will bust in two if I see him get hurt.
0: I think they'll be, I think they'll protect Tully pretty good. How about, uh, since we're on the, the topic of legends, let's move over to the world of Japan. And the great Muda has won the GHC World Heavyweight Championship in pro wrestling, Noah, at the yeah. young age, as Gorilla Monsoon would say, he's a young up and comer. He's 56 years old. I thought I read 58, but okay, 58. he probably is 50. I, I could be wrong on that um crazy right i i'm okay with it and again i'm not oh, a big
1: i have no problem with a 58 year old grabbing a title when he can still wrestle the way he fucking wrestles
0: yeah it was a good match
1: well it was a fantastic match and and muda can still fucking go
0: here's the thing that i this is my take on this is that uh i could not tell you the last time i paid attention to pro wrestling noah i right. couldn't tell you anything about pro this wrestling the, noah this was the
1: first time i brought this match up a few weeks ago on this podcast yeah and i wouldn't have even
0: known about it if it wasn't for you
1: it was the first time i cared to tune into noah in maybe almost 10 years
0: and uh you know muda ended i think it was a 400 day championship run of goshi right it was Mm -hmm. goshi as a champion and Mm -hmm. everyone's all pissed about it well What do you think is going to get more out of this? Another guy that that is like Shiozaki that nobody probably knows, at least this side of the pond, you know what I mean? Uh, And I'm talking from a North American standpoint. And you know what? I'll even say in Japan, too, like Pro Wrestling Noah is not the biggest company in Japan, you know what I mean? Exactly. Do you think that that this next person that will beat Muda, whoever it will be, even if it's Shiozaki again, taking the belt back, um, but let's just say for argument's sake that Muda drops the belt to somebody else. Mm -hmm. Do you think that that person will get more of a rub from ending a 400 day title reign that a lot of people didn't even know
1: was happening or by beating the great Muda? Oh, I agree with you hundred percent. I really do to play devil's advocate though. You brought up the point that Noah is not the biggest company in Japan. Hell, they're not even the second, maybe not even the third biggest company in Japan. So to defend all the people who hate this, how would you personally feel if Triple H went over to ROH and, and, and beat Roosh for their title?
0: I would be fine with it. I think it would be something that ROH would benefit from greatly and ROH, right. ROH could benefit. They could use that type of a uh, push right now. We're going to talk about ROH next and or sorry after uh, Okay, after- so
1: so so you stand by your your point which is great. Um and I'm on the same page as you. But I, I feel like that's how most people would feel. You know, I think that's the comparison here where oh. ROH or um uh, Noah really is the ROH of
0: Japan. Yeah, that's a good point. I like that, Mike. And and you know what? Let's call a spade a spade here. Triple H and the Great Muda are two of the most respected in ring performers of the last 25 years.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: You know, Noah's been known for, from what, at least from what I remember of Noah back in the glory days, they were known for their in ring product. Uh Um, Ring of Honor, known for their in ring product. You know, it's not like you've got some joke coming in here and taking these titles. These are, these are respected people. So, yeah, if Triple H were to go to Ring of Honor and, and take down their world title,
1: I'm all for it. You and I would be the only people happy though, you know that.
0: Yeah. And then yeah. and uh Carrie Silken and from Ring of Honor, cause he'd be going ching, ch-ching ching, ching. ching let <laughs> 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 us switch over to uh your land here, Impact Wrestling, Mike. Uh coming off of the No Surrender. Was that the last one? No surrender. Yes, it was. yeah. Uh, I, I actually tuned in and watched some of this. I've been watching wrestling lately. It's been pretty crazy. <laughs> I watched the Muda match. I watched AEW this week. I watched the NXT pay-per-view. It's a Rare time, rare week where I actually had a little bit of time to watch some wrestling. Um, no Surrender, I thought, was good from what I watched. The big thing for me, at least, the big takeaway, was coming with uh, Finjuice coming in to, uh, to Impact Wrestling. I think that's
1: a great get for them. And they Absolutely. did their highest
0: television rating of the year with them yeah. on the show,
1: yeah, which is
0: fantastic.
1: Um, yeah, it's a great get for Impact. It's, uh, you know, two guys coming over. It's a good way to grease the wheels for this obvious um uh merger between these three big companies yeah um and if you're gonna start this little thing going uh guys guys like finley and, and juice robinson that's how you start it man because both men are fucking money yeah and it talent. looks like- and if you're if you're going to revert fans from new japan over to impact These are the guys that they're going to get eyes over there, hundred percent.
0: And I like that they paired them right up to Good Brothers right away. Yeah,
1: because you don't, you obviously you don't start with the big guys. You know, you're not going to start with your Okadas, with your 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 Tanahashis. You're not going to start with these big names. You're going to start with, but you also don't want to go too small either. You're going to start with the the upper mid card. And that's your Juice Robinsons. That's, that, that, that's your Finley Juniors.
0: That's exactly how AEW sent private party over to Impact Wrestling. Exactly. It's the same level, right, Matt Hardy? Uh, before we get into a couple names that you just mentioned there and the big rumors that are happening now, I just need AEW and Impact Wrestling to stop saying the – what are they saying about the well, door being – the open. Forbidden, door. forbidden door shut
1: that... the fuck up yeah,
0: that needs to stop immediately that's terrible and um
1: tony khan going out and inviting vince mcmahon through the fo- listen, forbidden door i shut love me. that
0: i love tony khan
1: inviting oh, no, I, I loved it too if you didn't fucking use the forbidden door line yeah the forbidden that... door line's gotta go
0: but i just I think it. that
1: there's such a difference between
0: the way that tony khan did it Compared to when Eric Bischoff did it all those years ago, I don't know if you remember that when Bischoff well, challenged
1: Vince. I definitely remember it because when Eric did it, Eric knew that 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 it, Vince was not going to come and try to fight him. Yeah, he you did know? it in
0: such a stupid way, it, but it,
1: when he did it in such an arrogant bullshit way. I think Tony is deep down hoping. The wwe says all right let's do something this and- is not a, a, a he's not challenging them to, to a fake fight he's not trying to beat anybody here he knows he's a, he, right now he's being a businessman mm. bishop wasn't being a businessman 25 no, years bishop, ago bishop was a mark exactly tony khan and i am not usually one to defend uh, tony khan i'm not a fan of the man but i give props when props are due and right now, what he is doing is not only smart for his business, it's smart for the wrestling business. And what is smart for the wrestling business is smart for your wrestling business. I, I got one thing that I think Vince McMahon forgot about a long fucking time ago.
0: I got a uh, – there was a, a meme that I saw out there a couple of weeks ago, and it was um, based around the Civil War Marvel movies, the Captain America and Iron Man Civil War. Yeah, yeah, And yeah, it, yeah. it was, like, the split screen of both the teams, and every superhero had a thing. So it was, like, Iron Man or AEW is, like, Captain America, yeah. New Japan Pro Wrestling, yeah. um, whatever, Impact Wrestling, and there's, like, AAA, and then at the bottom was a WWE, and it was, like, WWE, NXT. NXT UK evolved. Like, I just thought it was really cool Cool time to be a wrestling fan. And perfect timing on Tony Khan doing that, proving that he's already done successful business with New Japan, with uh, AAA, with, you know what I mean?
1: Yes. I'm just wondering why uh, ROH is kind of out of the mix.
0: Well, you know what? I'm glad you brought they do, that up. We do
1: have a partnership with New Japan. So. I'm
0: glad you brought that up because I was actually just about to segue into ROH right now, and that was going to be my first question to you. If you're ROH, and, and I know you're a big ROH fan, and I'm planning on watching the uh, six-man tag main event from this week's mm-hmm. television show I'm heard is getting rave reviews. Uh, I plan to watch that after we're, we're done recording. Um, if you're ROH, do you want to be involved in this? Or do
1: you want to just focus on your product? Do you need to be involved in this? Like, I mean, you've said it yourself a thousand fucking times. They need to do anything to get eyeballs on that fucking TV show. ROH, in my opinion, is the best product that nobody is watching. It's the, it is the best wrestling product on television right now. Hands down. And nobody is watching it. They need to do something. And if that means even a short-term, brief little feud, <clears throat> you, you bring over the foundation to go do something over there. Jay lethal is already has a long history in TNA. Yeah. So it all works. You know, um, I, I, I think you do. And I think, and I think you use the foundation to do it.
0: It would be great if um, we could like get somebody from ROH on the show and ask them that question. Do you have anybody that you could think of that would be really cool to hear from?
1: Are we doing this now?
0: Oh yeah. Let's do it, buddy. Cause we're going <laughs> to segue in, uh, let, let's announce the, the next guest that's going to be joining us, to, and I'll set it up for you to drop this, okay? ROH is celebrating their 19th anniversary this year. Yes. And we just so happened to be coming up on our first birthday.
1: Yes. So we, just,
0: we decided to uh, kind of pair the two together. And uh, Mike, you've done some fantastic work and lined us up a hell of a guest.
1: I worked hard on this one, man. This one took months to line up, but I finally got it done. We finally uh, put ink to paper. Uh, just this morning, it got finalized. And uh, on the week of, what is it, March 26th? I believe so. Uh, that That week, you guys will be able to hear us celebrate our... Uh, one-year anniversary alongside ROH's 19th anniversary with the one and only voice of Ring of Honor, Mr. Ian Riccaboni.
0: Yeah, I can't so wait. He's going to so be great. great. That guy's a historian of the business. And yeah. we decided to do something a little bit fun to line up with this. And we are going to do a countdown based about Ring of Honor. We're going to count down the top seven Ring of Honor world champions of all time on our list when Ian joins us. And hopefully we can get Ian to join us for that. Really that would be really cool. fun. How, however, we're going to do something fun on our social media. So on our Instagram page, starting as soon as you hear this, we are going to be running a tournament, a 16-person tournament where you guys get to vote to see your opinion who the greatest ROH champion of all time is. And we're going to quickly draw it out right now. I've got all the names in front of me that we put on. And I'm going to draw them out, and we're going to do the brackets right now. you ready for this? Oh, I'm ready. The now, first how name... did I work
1: hard to, to get these 16 men?
0: Yeah, we debated a little bit on some of them. Yeah. And the first name I pulled out of my hat is CM Punk. And he is going to get drawn up against
1: Roderick Strong. Nice. I, I think that's going to be a good matchup. So remember, remember, guys, this is the greatest ROH champion. Not ROH. Not ROH. Not Um, not, You know, they had to have held the ROH championship.
0: Next up, Jay Briscoe. Mm -hmm, My man. My boy.
1: And he's got Davey Richards. That's a squash, man. Don't sleep on Davey. I love Davey, but my boy Briscoe. Come on now.
0: Oh, this is going to be one of the Auton's favorites. Nigel McGuinness. Nice. And we are going to draw him up against Matt Taven. Taven, sorry. <laughs> I did not write his name down right. <laughs> All right. Let's keep it rolling here. Ooh, this could be a dark horse. Austin Aries.
1: Oh, the one Same. guy I wish wasn't on the list. Yeah, but he's a hell of a champion. Man. I know. I just can't stand him
0: he's gonna be paired up against current ring of honor champion rush. Ooh, that's gonna yeah. be a good one. That's I'm intrigued by that match. Aries
1: versus Rush. That that yeah. that's hard for me. That's really hard for me.
0: We have Mr. Kevin Steen. Oh. Another who's, guy
1: who's a Dark Horse. Who's Steen gonna kill?
0: Killstein Kill is going to go up against the first-ever Ring of Honor champion, oh Loki.
1: God, really? Yeah, that's a cool matchup, too. That's a very cool matchup. What a, uh, what a clash of styles that would be, eh?
0: Yeah, they'd have a great match, though. Next up, Joe's gonna kill you.
1: Ooh. Joe's gonna kill
0: you. Wow. He's going to go up against my pick. No. Brian I Danielson, the American oh, Dragon, Brian Danielson.
1: Oh, Samoa Joe versus Brian wow. Danielson. That, that's two I guys. Don't know that, how that could be a finals. I do not know how our listeners are going to pick between those two.
0: And the last name is going to be Adam Cole, baby. And he is going to be going up against Jay Lethal, Ooh. another absolute banger
1: Black there. Machismo.
0: So, stick around. That's going to be exclusively on our Instagram story. Every day I'll post a new match. You guys vote on it. We will uh, lead that up, announce the winner on our show with Mr. Rickabana. And we will Rick also Abani? count down Rickabani. Sorry, I do that every time. You know me with names. I, <laughs> I don't do names well. we are called Dave Meltzer. Okay. If anyone listened to our Dave Penzer interview, I called Dave Penzer Dave Meltzer. It happens, guys. I was nervous. All right. It was one of our first interviews. I've come a long way in a year. Okay speaking of coming a long way in a year, I think it's time to get to our list.
1: Yeah. Mike, it's your turn this week. Anybody uh, who lives in, around, or knows about the province of Ontario knows that this past Monday was Family Day. President's uh,
0: Day for our American friends.
1: Yeah. So to celebrate Family Day, I figured I would count down the top seven families in professional wrestling.
0: I'm excited to hear what you got for this one. You've been uh, you've been telling me you think I'm going to be pissed off about this list. Well, so... I think
1: everyone's good. I'm going I there's no possible way to do this list without pissing somebody off. Fair. Because I'm looking at the list now, and I and I'll tell you right now, like my for example, my number four when we get down there, people are going to be pissed at where it is. Some people might be happy. Some people are going to be pissed. I'm going to say you're lucky they made the fucking list, assholes. Yeah. Like. There's no way to please everybody with this list,
0: yeah. So, and just to clarify, too, Mike is doing um, j- like real families, not kayfabe stant families. Not so, A- there'll A- be A- no Anderson's, A- Andersons, there'll be no uh, Hollies, there'll be no uh, Dudleys, and Dudleys, yeah.
1: So,
0: and and you know, like some of these families, you don't even know about how good they really are because of marriages and, and stuff like that. So, I'm yeah, excited exactly. to see what you got. So, why don't you start us off, man? Heads with you, number seven.
1: All right, we're, we're starting off number seven with the Wyndham family.
0: This is such an underrated family that I guarantee you Thank half you. of the people don't even understand how talented this family is.
1: So let's start at the top with the Black Jack himself. All right. Yeah, Black you, Jack Mulligan. You start with Black Jack Mulligan, and then you work your way down. You have, you have uh, uh, Barry Wyndham. Yeah. Uh, what's, it, what's his brother's name? Sorry, Kendall. Kip- Kendall Wyndham. Yeah. Then you have what is it, uh, brother-in-law? His Mike brother-in-law Rotunda.
0: is Mike Rotundo, IRS. Well, that opens Mike, up a whole another door, doesn't it?
1: Exactly. And then Mike Rotunda has a couple kids you might know as Bray Wyatt and Bo Dallas.
0: Yeah, that's a that's a hell of a talented family. And you know Bray Wyatt's married to JoJo, hell of a ring announcer.
1: Exactly. So if you look at this, like break this all down, you have. Blackjack Mulligan, one of the greatest tag team specialists in history. Let's, yeah. let's, he had let's a hell of a singles a... run, too. Flair Absolutely. puts him over all the time. Yeah. Um, not to mention one of the toughest motherfuckers you've ever seen. 100%. Um, and then you have Barry Wyndham, a fucking horseman. And not, you know, a Paul Roma, Sid Justice fucking uh, uh, horseman, either. A real horseman. A whole <laughs> A Hall of Fame inducted horseman. Yeah. All right. The real fucking deal. One of the best horsemen. Um, and then, so so right there, you've already got two Hall of Famers in the family uh-huh. between Mulligan and Wyndham. Kendall was no fucking slouch himself.
0: No, Kendall had a good run, especially in the Florida area in his early days. He had that fun run with the West Texas Rednecks and WCW.
1: And let's not sleep on Mike Rotunda.
0: I love Mike Rotunda. And people, fun fact, him and Barry Windham were WWF Tag Team Champions. I
1: always forget that.
0: Yeah, US Express. Uh, yeah. Hulk Hogan's theme song was made for them. Or for them. American.
1: Exactly, yeah. Uh, you know, between that and he... People always think of him as IRS or uh, VK Wall Street or, you Captain, know... I mean? Captain Mike Rotunda. Yeah but the man had a mind for wrestling which is why he he spent so long behind the scenes in production and stuff like that because he was a great agent a great mind he was in creative he did all these great things cuz the man knows wrestling because he's part of the, one of the greatest families in my in my estimation the 7th greatest family in the history of professional wrestling
0: fair Fair. I can't argue that point. And, you know, Bray Wyatt, multiple-time world champion, one of the most popular gimmicks in wrestling right now. And everyone shits on Bo Dallas. He's just a comedy figure, blah, blah, blah. That guy's one of the longest-reigning NXT world champions of all time. Everybody could believe That was a great gimmick. It really was. All right, good start, man. Let's. Uh, that's going to be tough. That's your number seven, man. I am intrigued to
1: hear your number six. My number six, the patriarch of this family, May not have been the son of a wrestler, but he was the son of a plumber. Oh, baby. We're moving on to the Rhodes family. All
0: right. Uh, Yeah. I don't know. I I could see this one uh, being a little bit lower on my list.
1: I had a hard time. Your higher and lower are usually backwards to me. Oh, mean...
0: i I would have had them maybe i i'd i, I did not you know fully fully research, but i I think I would have had them uh maybe number five number four ish
1: okay um the family doesn't go that deep no and only one member of the family is a bona fide world champion
0: that's not true. two members of the family are bona fide world champions
1: oh. I guess, what, what did Cody carry?
0: Cody's a former NWA world champion. He's a former uh, Ring of Honor world champion as well.
1: I always forgot. For, I don't count as a Ring of Honor title, Ryan. He's
0: a great Ring of Honor I got my picture taken with him and that Ring of Honor title. But, so, but you're, right,
1: but you're right. He was an NWA champion. Um, so, yeah, there you go. And let's be perfectly honest. Dustin Reynolds is one of the greatest hands that the 90s ever saw hmm Bar none. And then let's uh, let's touch on the uh, on the extended family. You have uh, some tag team royalty in there. Yeah. You got uh, you got my buddy Fred Ottoman. Fuck you, Who? Danny. Better, <laughs> known,
0: better known as Tugboat and Typhoon Uncle. Yeah. He's he's the yeah. uncle
1: to Cody and, uh, and and Dustin. He is. And then you have on the other side, you have um, Jerry Sags.
0: Uncle Jerry Sags as
1: well. Yeah,
0: it's a, a great story that Dusty Rhodes tells about the Shockmaster debut with uh, a very young Cody Rhodes who call, called called them up and said, "Uncle Uncle Fred fell down on TV," which I thought was very funny. <laughs> the reason why I would have them a little bit lower on my list, like uh, in regards when I say lower or higher, whatever, however you want to say it, like you know, in a top maybe a top three, top four, top five spot, just the impact that they are going to leave on this business.
1: Uh, and I agree with you, but I that- Dusty.
0: Dusty is one of the greatest minds, uh, one of the best bookers of all time. Uh, yeah. War—he created many great concepts. War games being one of them. Um, it was a, a for his time was a pioneer, and he's one of the most over. He he could be one of the best babyfaces in the history of professional wrestling. And Cody is one of the main reasons why we have AEW. hundred percent. So um, be, I Be my yeah. argument to maybe put them a little bit, and then of course uh, also if you talk about extended family, Brandy is also. Uh, you know, she,
1: she's yeah. in there as well. Absolutely. Um, I agree with you. I just as we move on with the, with the list, I, I, I think you're going to see, I, I can probably justify everybody's spot. All right, well, let's see the next one then. And let's, let's see. Let's see. For my number five, we're moving down to the Double Cross Ranch in Texas. And we're talking about those dirty funks.
0: All right. Okay. See, I would have um I think I would have had the roads uh on the list over the funks, but uh I'm excited to hear your reasoning why.
1: I I just feel like the funks had, had had a larger legacy. I I understand everything you're talking about Dusty. I really do. Uh you know the things he's done in the business. But you know, you, you look at what Dory Sr. has done with his territories. Yeah. You look you look at Dory Jr. and Terry, what they did in the 70s into the 80s as a tag team, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, bringing that style over, you know, against guys like Giant Baba uh, and, you know, wrestling like that all over the world. Yeah. Bringing that style, that Texas style, all over the place. Um, And then going on to, you know, maybe not so much the Dories, but definitely Terry was still a household name of for wrestling fans up until this decade.
0: Yeah, you know, and uh, correct correct me if I'm wrong and I may be wrong here. I'm sure Rob will tell us. Uh but I believe that they're the only brothers tag team to ever hold the NWA the other only brothers to hold the NWA World Championship. Hmm. I believe that. And if if not then they're definitely the first brothers that have held that. Uh, together, and they're two of the greatest NWA World
1: Champions of all time. One hundred percent, one hundred percent. I I understand why you would switch, and, and it wouldn't bother me to switch them with the roads. Uh, but I'm I'm pretty happy with with where I I, I put them as my number five spot. Yeah, um, you know Terry alone. I'm going to be perfectly honest with you, and a lot of people, including probably yourself, are, is going to disagree with me. But if I'm if I'm, you know, listing the greatest of all time and I'm putting Terry Funk against Dusty, I might be edging out Terry, man.
0: Yeah, you know, flip a coin, because uh, I'm glad you touch on uh, the legacy that they brought over to Japan. Now, the Funks are gods in Japan. Exactly. Uh, the tag team battles. Terry had that, you know, the first retirement there. Forever. Forever. Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, ECW world champion for Terry. Uh Dory Funk Sr., like you said, was a, a very successful promoter in the Amarillo territory. Um, yeah, that's uh, – you know what? I, I'm okay with this. I'm okay with this. Now, now that I thought about it a little bit more, I, I, yeah, I, I would. I could I could have those guys go on, on either spot and be fine with that. Let's Let's keep this moving. Time for the heat to start. Okay, number four is where the heat starts.
1: Number four is where the heat starts because number four – is where we travel north to Calgary.
0: Okay. No, I'm, I'm fine with this.
1: I, well, think... I didn't think the heat was going to come from you. I had a feeling you'd be okay with the placement of the Hart family. Yeah. I have a feeling our listeners aren't going to be as understanding. Well, you know, uh, the
0: majority of our listeners are obviously Canadian, and I'm very proudly Canadian, but let's call a, let's call a heart a heart here instead of a spade a spade. Um, the hearts are one of the, they're, they're one of the best families of all time, but I think there are families that have it, done more in this business than the hearts.
1: 100%. And here's, let's, let, let's, let's get down to the brass tacks here. Okay. Let's break it all down. If you break down the heart family, Stu was a phenomenal promoter. Okay. But then look, You know, you break down his kids. Well, hold on.
0: Stu is also one of the the pioneer trainers uh as well. True, he he trained a lot of guys, and and he's a legitimate tough guy shooter.
1: Let's give that to Stu, one hundred percent. Probably more so than a than a than a promoter. He was. One of the greatest trainers.
0: What's better to hear people do impersonations of American Dream, Dusty Roads, Baby, or uh, Stu Hart? Uh, uh, damn it, Reggie! If you wanted to try me all those years, you should have tried me.
1: I, I feel like almost anybody, not including myself, uh, can do a half decent Dusty. I, I think I think Stu is harder than he seems.
0: I love I love the Stu Hart impersonation. I think okay. I love Stu Hart too because he reminds me of a way tougher version of my own grandfather. Like when he like that they had similar voices and and
1: and whatnot. So that's I got a funny. soft
0: spot for Stu. But yeah, then you break it down, right? It gets okay. crazy.
1: Well, well, but yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Let's break it down, and maybe it's not quite as impressive as it looks. And that's why they sit up my number four instead of any higher. Well, let's start at the top of the family. Bret Hart is arguably one of the biggest stars WWE has ever had.
0: Yeah, and I'd say one of the greatest in-ring performers of all time.
1: 100%. His brother Owen is one of the greatest uh, in-ring wrestlers WWE has ever had.
0: Yeah, one of the most respected wrestlers of all time. And he's world-traveled as well, former IWGP Junior Heavyweight Champion,
1: traveled all through Europe. Yeah, absolutely. Two of the in laws, two guys that married into the family being the British Bulldog, Davy Boy Smith, and and, um, Jim the Anvil Neidhart. Yeah. In in their respective fields, one being, well, both very successful uh, tag team uh, wrestlers. And Bulldog would go on to be a very successful singles wrestler.
0: Now, did um, is dynamite kid not involved in that as well? Is he was he not married into the family?
1: He was not married into the family, but he is the cousin of um, of Davy Boy.
0: So, you I know, guess the more,
1: ooh, the more that we start digging in this, I'm thinking that maybe
0: these guys could be number three or number two.
1: No, and I'm gonna because because this is kind of where it stops.
0: No, if you're you go crazy.
1: down well, because well, now you have- to go down you have to go to the kids now because with the brothers it stops yeah don't try oh, come to on argue bruce Hart. <laughs> do not try to argue bruce or keith or any of these fuckers to me
0: no keith okay? no come on okay. bruce Hart's awesome
1: no he is not he's a douchebag and he doesn't brett has more talent in the tip of his dick than bruce has his entire fucking body
0: I wasn't talking about awesome from an in-ring performer, just because he's a slime ball. Bruce, <laughs> Bruce is awesome.
1: Now, now, now you have to go down to the kids, all right? Natty, very, very talented young, young woman, okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, TJ Wilson, Yeah. very, very talented, uh, very unfortunate uh, that he had to end his career uh, when he did. Yeah. Side note, have you seen pictures of him lately? He's jacked to the moon. He's jacked.
0: And uh, our guest next week, Jeremy Prophet, is uh, interviewing him on his show this week as I well, that, yeah. which is going to be fantastic.
1: Yeah. Um, Spo-
0: spoiler, we have a guest next week.
1: Uh, mo- moving on, you have Harry Smith, who incidentally this Saturday is, is facing off against John Moxley, uh, gcw's uh josh barnett's blood sport five that's gonna, that's gonna be awesome I'm,
0: I'm gonna try to watch that
1: as well for sure um and, and harry of course is very, very very talented in his own right and then of course you got you got the black sheep of the family and in, in, in teddy yeah we, we don't need to talk about teddy
0: I'll tell oh. you though that that um, that next generation there. I guess like not that Natty's a third generation, but she's a third gen- generation heart dynasty. You know that makes sense. Like Stu and then oh, Brett she, and then she's Natty. A third generation. I guess she would be. Yeah, that I that mean, generation say, though. I mean,
1: she's the she's the same third generation that let's say The Rock would be, right? Yeah. Because the rock's father, yeah, I guess wrestler, so. Because her grandfather, the would be grandfather stew, right? was on the other side of the family, yeah, yeah, or third generation. Um, so it's, so it's the same thing for for uh, Natty.
0: I think it's safe to say that the, this generation of Hart family is the most um talented next generation to come out of everybody, in my opinion, yeah. You know, like, let's take a, look at, take a look at the names on your list now. Like, you know, you've got the Wyndhams on there. Yeah, Bray Wyatt is fantastic. But if you're talking from an in-ring standpoint, I'm going to take any single one of those, the, with the exception of Teddy. Uh, and even Teddy you is, know what? What is awesome. Teddy,
1: when Teddy, when he's on, he's great. Yeah. Teddy can wrestle and he can be extremely entertaining. He, I, just, I, he just gets it his own fucking way.
0: Yeah, I think the only I think the only people uh, that would give him a run would be Dusty and or Dustin and Cody. I think would give them a run for this, you know, like this yeah. next wave of of people. Yeah. But Dustin even worked all those guys, so like Cody would be the guy, really. Like he's that next wave, right? That's right. Yeah, I don't know, man. Maybe I'd have to hear who your next one's going to be before I can fully say if I'm okay with this being number four. I might have changed my mind again.
1: Well, so, I'm I'm gonna tell you, my my top three uh, for me are non-negotiable. They All really right. are, because um, for my number three spot, we're we're going back to the state of Texas. Wow. And we're we're looking at the family that owned fucking WCCW. We're looking at the Von Ericks. The Von Ericks as your number three. Yes. Sir. Wow.
0: I I would have had them. I think as in the top two, maybe.
1: Well. We'll get there when we get there. Holy,
0: okay, because the Von so, Erichs are gods in Texas. The Von so. Erichs
1: are one of the most important families, not just one of the greatest families. They're one of the most important families, and that's that can be said about my entire top three. This is what I looked for for top three. Yeah, top three families on this list are not just the, some of the greatest families to ever wrestle. They are so important to the sport that the sport would be different if they weren't in it. Fair. And the, and the and Von Eriks truthfully fit there. They are, without a doubt, the most tragic family. They have the most tragic story 100%. Of, all, of, of any family.
0: And uh, as, as we record this, it's actually 28 years to the day that uh, we the, lost Carrie Von Eric.
1: yeah. And when, he, when you told me that earlier this afternoon, it blew, like, first of all, it fucking aged me. Yeah. Because, you know, I, I can think back wa- watching the Texas Tornado... You know, on uh, on WWE superstars. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. One hundred percent. Oh man, but uh, let's break this family down a little bit. All right, let's start at the top. Fritz Von Erich, hell of a hell of a promoter. Uh, great yeah, wrestler, but a hell yeah. Of
0: he a... was he was a, a top heel all over the world. He main evented yeah. Madison Square Garden against Bruno Sammartino on top of his territory, obviously for years to come, and. He was, um, he was a real trailblazer, too. You know, like, World Class was the first promotion that brought cameras inside the ring. Yeah. They kind of, like, like uh, gave it that UFC, like, how they do that with their introductions and stuff. World Class yeah. was the first company to do that. Yeah. And, and uh, Fritz actually tried to go global first before Vince
1: that's right
0: yeah and he, he just didn't have the means to do it he didn't have the right strategy vince vince yeah. had the right game plan for it but fritz fritz wanted to do it first
1: fritz also probably didn't have the capital to do it yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. well apparently neither did vince <laughs> <laughs> um anybody who's listening that wants to hear a really fun fritz von eric story go back into the archives of the show and check out our tyson dukes interview
0: Oh, that was um, Waldo oh, Waldo Air,
1: I think. Waldo, not Fritz, never mind. Yeah,
0: yeah, it was Waldo, but still damn funny. And that Very interview and that interview is worth listening to anyways, because Tyson Dukes is awesome.
1: So let's move to Fritz's sons. Yeah. What a talented family. Yeah. I mean, I, I think I think I think we can agree that Carrie was the star, the big uh, star. I think
0: uh, it would, have been David. It David would was, have been David. David was David was the guy that, that really w- was the golden child.
1: Yes, and I was going to say that. I was going to say, if it wasn't for David passing away at the young age he did, I'm not going to say Kerry wouldn't have been a, a big star, but I think David would have overshone Kerry.
0: Yeah, David was the best, I think, in-ring performer out of all of them um yeah. david was there were serious talks about putting the nwa world title on david 100 very serious talks and uh, he was the most over at the time uh, like like i said he was the golden child
1: um both you and i have current have uh, very recently uh read uh a book called, called is wrestling fixed by mr bill after yeah i wonder why we read that weird and uh randomly um, out of
0: nowhere
1: ran- just random no no reason but uh, uh, after tells some great uh, uh you know, von Eric stories, and he tells some very touching stories about mm-hmm. uh, um, his friendship with David von Eric and uh, being at the von Eric's funeral and, and his relationship with Fritz and, and, and his wife. Uh, very, very, very much worth a read. anybody who wants yeah. to read that, that that'd be and, really
0: cool. Um, to talk to
1: Bill after about
0: the von Erich. so that'd
1: that just would, be really cool. That would be awesome wink wink nudge nudge we're working on it working.
0: <laughs> anyways uh, uh then we got kevin
1: and then and you have kevin who uh correct me if i'm wrong but the only living member of the family unless yep. now his children of course
0: yeah who are also on the business ross and then, and marshall
1: and then uh uh so he has what the daughter lacy
0: and then yeah, and Carrie's Carrie's daughter. Lacey had a cup of tea in the in the business.
1: Yeah. Uh what does he have another one?
0: I don't know if the uh, I think he might have another daughter, but I don't think she works.
1: Oh, okay. So so Lacey is the only one of this generation that, that, that worked, right?
0: Yeah, Lacey for Carrie and then Ross and Marshall for Kevin.
1: I don't know much about their work.
0: They're fantastic. They're uh they're regulars for uh, MLW right now. Um and they've also had a, they they, them and Kevin also had a great spot in uh, TNA impact wrestling where Kevin actually got in the ring and put the claw on somebody when they did a show in Texas. And it was, you would have thought you were back in the sportatorium, man. (laughs) Do you think Um, Mike, do you think that um, if all the brothers uh, lived longer and all the tragedy didn't strike the family that we would be talking about them in the number one spot or the number two spot?
1: Because I'm not trying to spoil anything because I know who's in my number one spot. Knowing the reason why they are in my number one spot is a very, very, very good chance that the Von Eriks could be in that spot. Had they been able to live on, they would have done what this family has done
0: yeah and you know you got to talk we'll about understand
1: it. that when we get back when we get there
0: and just before we move on to your number two, you can't mention the von Erichs so the freebirds, one of the greatest rivalries in the history of professional wrestling 100%. and if anybody has never seen this documentary, there's two documentaries that are out there on world class championship wrestling the w w e put out one i believe it was wait, uh, wait. what was um, do you remember yeah. that what it was called the it was was it the rise and fall of WCCW? Something like that. It was. It was Maybe the not. rise and. I, I can't remember well, the exact. they used
1: that rise and fall. Uh, yeah, they've used it a, a fair lot. amount.
0: But um, people that actually were affiliated with WCCW before the WWE put one out, they also put out their own documentary called okay. "The Hero, The Heroes of World Class." Oh. It is one of the greatest wrestling documentaries that have ever been released. Oh wow! It is, that. but it's a tearjerker, man. Like yeah. it, it's sad. But it's, well, uh, it's brutally honest. You
1: you can't talk about WCCW and you can't talk about the Von Erichs without really you know hurting um, anybody who has watched the series uh, Dark Side of the Ring. They did, yeah. they, did a, they did a Von Erich episode there, and just talking to Kevin, it, it's tear jerking.
0: Uh, just the pain that, that I feel so bad for him. He's lost everybody, everybody, and, and yet he still found happiness. He's still you know what I mean. You gotta yeah. respect. You gotta respect Kevin Von Erich.
1: 100%. And, He'd be a dream uh, guest to have on the show. That's, that might be a goal, man. Let's work towards that. Let's, we will work towards that. We're uh, uh, we're making some lofty goals, sir.
0: Yeah, you know what? We're coming on to one year. We've done pretty good. Why not shoot for the stars, Why right? Why not? The worst thing they're going to do is not see our email.
1: So we've got... Uh, that happens a lot. Yeah, we've got happen. two families left.
0: I'm I'm... I'm I'm, on pins and needles
1: Like I told you The top three spots Had to be families that were Not just great But important Game changers Mm -hmm. People People who shaped Professional wrestling And I don't know if anybody shaped professional wrestling The way my number two pick did And that Is the McMahon family
0: Wow I thought these would be number one I thought this would be a layup to be number one
1: it was a close call. It really was. I, I struggled a little bit with it, but uh, in the end, I think I made the right decision. Let's break down McMahon's here. We have to we have to start all the way back. Yeah, yeah. You have Jeff McMahon, who was a who was a boxing and, if I'm not mistaken, Spurkus promoter.
0: I believe you are correct on that.
1: You know, and then uh, and then his son Vince McMahon Senior, beca- uh takes on the family business as a boxing promoter. And he he goes into professional wrestling as well and uh-huh. starts the Worldwide Wrestling Federation. Yeah, he ends up selling it to his son Vince Jr.
0: Yeah, I heard he was pretty successful with it.
1: <laughs> who changes the name to the World Wrestling Federation? Mm-hmm. And the rest is fucking history, man. Yeah, Vince he really did, really stuck a rocket on it, man. Vince do, did what you know nobody thought possible. You talked about Vince wanting to go global. Didn't work for Fritz, but (laughs) Vince found a way. Vince bought out almost all of his uh, uh, competition. He started competing all over the world, which is what people didn't do back then. And he changed the way professional wrestling was both viewed and the way that it was run. Say what you
0: want about Vince McMahon, and you you can say a million good things and you can say a million bad things about the guy he is the most successful wrestling promoter of all time he is the reason why wrestling is wrestling you know his his vision he
1: created sports entertainment
0: he did. He created SportsCenter. He created a global empire that is publicly traded in the stock market. They have mm-hmm. their own network, which is crazy. And now all you see all the other companies coming out and doing that stuff as well. Of Vince course. always does it first. Yeah. Vince always does it first. Um, you know, say what you want now about him and the current product, and he could be out of touch and blah, 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 blah. Vince McMahon took professional wrestling and made it into mainstream and on more than one occasion, everybody in the world was a wrestling fan. Hulkamania and Austin 316. And that's all because of Vince McMahon.
1: Well, that's it. And, you know, you can bitch and complain about Vince. all you want. And you talk about how you hate him and everything. But if you even get the smallest wiggle downstairs when WrestleMania season comes around, yep, that's Vince. because of Vince McMahon. And then Vince, uh, WrestleMania was Vince McMahon's brainchild. It was his baby. And then now and we can. Here we are, 37 years later, and it's still ba- like a huge thing.
0: Well, and you you say the word baby, Vince's grapefruits, as he would put it, produced a couple a couple a couple well, of gems
1: as well, man. Let, let, let's move. Well, well, let's let's start uh, at the top as well. He of course has his uh, his very powerful wife Linda. Yeah, yeah, Linda's who, who had a large role in the company for very for several several years who has moved on to a very successful uh, political career. Um, yeah,
0: that's that's debatable. She's, I think she'd made it, missed out twice before she got into anything. Well, but she did it. She did work with the President of the United States, it, absolutely.
1: The fact of the matter is she worked in the office of the President of the United States of America. Yeah. You know... It's not her fault. He was the worst president in the, in the history of America, but you know
0: we'll just yeah. leave that for yeah. No, no, I'll, uh, no comment. But uh, you're not. I don't disagree. <laughs> I don't disagree with you either. But hey, man, that guy's a WWE Hall of Famer. All right, fuck
1: you. Moving on. Uh, of course, they did have uh, two children. They had uh, uh, Shane and Stephanie McMahon, both of which worked as young kids through the company, they grew up in the company.
0: Yeah. I like how Vince brought them up that way. Shane was a referee. Stephanie worked in the office. Well,
1: she was, she worked in the office. She worked, they both worked in the warehouses. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, they, they, they worked on the ring crew. He made sure that they, like, they weren't just spoiled fucking kids. They worked. Yeah. Uh, they, um, uh, Stephanie was a model for the WWE magazine.
0: Yeah, she was
1: when she was a teenager. Uh, you know, she, um, she came up in this business. She is professional wrestling. They, 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 there's no, there's no life without professional wrestling. As far as Stephanie is concerned. I don't think she knows nothing else. Yeah. She was born in it. She'll die in it. And of course she goes on to marry one of the most successful professional wrestlers of the last three decades. Yeah,
0: what a no kidding, eh? What a and, and the mind that he's got. And I think the company's gonna be in good hands with uh, with him and Stephanie if they do take over. look at what he does with NXT, right?
1: Exactly. One hundred percent. Um and you know, and they have what I think three kids.
0: I know they have uh, at least two daughters.
1: At least two, if not three.
0: Shane's got three kids. Uh,
1: Shane's got two two. At least two, if not three. He's got you know, three. So that's a whole new generation of McMahons coming up. And if, if they're learning from, if they learn half of what their parents know, it's, there's something big. As long yeah. as they don't up and sell the company before the kids are old enough, then uh, those, those kids are, you know, th- this is going to be a McMahon family business for a very long time.
0: And I hope so. I hope so. I, I don't feel like the WWE would feel right without the name McMahon attached to it.
1: I don't think so either now there's only one family that I could put ahead of the McMahons.
0: Yeah. Number, number one, here we are.
1: Number one, because I truly don't think wrestling would be the same without this family. They have contributed more to professional wrestling. I mean, the McMahons have shaped professional wrestling. The McMahons have built professionally wrestling. But as far as contributions to the business, not to WWE, to professional wrestling, I don't think any family can touch the ano Ano-Oia family.
0: Yeah, uh, they're humongous. And I can't even begin to tell you everybody that's in it because there are a million of them. But, now, uh, I'm
1: upset with myself because I've been practicing to say N-O-I-E. For fucking days <laughs> and I fucking. That's
0: up. what you get for making fun of me about saying Dave Penzer's name wrong. <laughs> Instant karma.
1: No, let, let let's just we can't do the full family tree. It's just not fucking possible. But let's try. Let let's start at the top here with Afansika.
0: Now are they the are they the ones at the top of
1: it? Well or would it be it, Peter
0: Maivia, it, Like,
1: it was, Well Peter Maivia... So here's how it goes, right? Afa and Sika really started a in the wrestling. Yeah. Peter via is a generation above, but he was a blood brother. Okay. Yeah, because
0: had... I'm looking at a family tree here, and I've got Peter at the top of it.
1: Peter was the blood brother, they called it, of Afa and Sika's parents. Okay. Afa and Sika's parents, though, if, as far as I know, were not into professional wrestling.
0: No, it doesn't look like it. It looks like Afa and Sika it starts and
1: Sika there. started it there, which they probably learned from Peter Maivia or saw Peter Maivia doing it. Yeah. But yes, Peter Maivia was doing it before Afa and Sika were. And then it just goes from there, man. Afa and Sika both have kids uh, in the business who have kids who marry people who bring in other families. It's just nuts. Yeah, you let's just let's
0: just hit some of the big names here. I, I'm taking a look. I got the Head Shrinkers. Uh, I've got Yokozuna, Roman Reigns, Rosie, uh, Umaga, so uh, um, the Usos, Rikishi. Uh, you, what am I missing?
1: Oh, man. I mean, uh, well, then you bring in the My Via uh, part of it. Uh, uh, you know, uh, so you're so, so My Via. His son-in-law is Rocky Johnson. Yeah. His, son, his son is Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Yeah. And the Rock's daughter is now training at the Performance Center. Yeah,
0: and then we can't forget the Usos also, Rikishi's sons.
1: Exactly, the Usos are Rikishi's sons. Uh, Rikishi, of course, was also Fatu in the Head Shrinkers.
0: Mm-hmm. Jimmy Snuka is in there somewhere.
1: So Jimmy Snuka is more of a, I think he might have been like a, a brother-in-law of some sort. He's not a blood relative, but he married in somehow. So if you're going to go that route, now you got, uh, now you got Jimmy Snuka and Tamina Snuka and, uh, and what's his name? Fucking Domino.
0: Yeah. Domino. Uh, and then you've got uh, Naomi also, who's married to one of the Usos.
1: That's right. That's right. And then if you want to expand a little bit, another, uh, there's a cousin, uh, Haku.
0: Haku. naya Jax is also the Rock's cousin.
1: And then Haku, he has a nephew named Tamatonga. Yeah. And a son named Bad Luck Fale.
0: Yeah.
1: So this is going. And then I believe Samu Jr. is out in Japan too.
0: Yeah. One of them's in uh, MLW as well. I think he's I think in MLW. That be, I think
1: that might be Samu Jr. I here. think so. Yeah. They are massive. And now let's just break down the accolades, okay? Roman Reigns, Yokozuna, uh, The Rock. Right there, there's three WWE World Champions.
0: Yeah, and they also, uh, not Yoko. Yoko is a tag champ, but they've all also been tag champs. Two of them have been IC champs.
1: Yeah, there's so much gold in that family. Yeah. Um, Not to mention. And then you go outside WWE, uh, they owned a very successful um, promotion in their own right called WXW. That's correct. And WXW had a lot of really cool shows. Um, most recently, WWE put out a uh, great documentary. Uh, I'm not sure if you've seen it yet, but it's, it's about the life of, of Yokozuna. Yeah, I watched most of it. I've watched most of it. So well done. And, and there's a great show that they show part of it on here it's a wxw show where they brought on some of yoko's best friends it was a yoko, it was a yoko tribute show and it's a wxw show not a wwe show and who's there but the godfather and, and uh the undertaker and you know pa were on, on that show pull, man yeah uh, absolutely you had some real pull uh and they put on some great shows uh uh the network WWE network has ended up buying them out and uh, now shows a bunch of w WXW stuff on there that's cool uh, and th- and that's all promoted by often sika so what
0: okay now i i agree with your top three i, w- I think i would have had them in a different order i think i would have went mcmahon's von erick's and then an Hawaii family personally okay um but you make a great case for all of them so i can't shit on your list as much as i, I just love shitting on your list and i can't do it <laughs> what family do you think you're going to take the most heat for not having on your list?
1: Okay. Uh, let's move on. And, to and uh,
0: Cause I think, I moment. think the most controversial family that people will be like, Oh, this family should have been on instead. I think would be the Wyndham's and I think that they deserve to be on your list. So which family do you think, or maybe the, and even the funks you can make a case for, which family do you think you're going to take the most heat for not having on your list? Because I think there's one big one All right, right off the I, side, I, bro.
1: I guarantee. You, I, I can think of one family right now that people are pissed off that aren't on my list, and that's the Guerrero's.
0: Yeah, I think a lot of people might might say, like "Why I the fuck are the Guerrero's Guerrero? not on there?"
1: And I'm going to be honest with you, man. I fucking love me some Guerrero. I do. Okay, but that they're less the Guerrero family to me, and more Eddie and the others. I'm with
0: I'm with you on that. Um, I think maybe I think maybe if um, if we were a little bit more familiar with the lucha libre and the and and because Eddie's Eddie's father, um, Gory, I a
1: big name. Yes, I know he Gory. was he
0: was he was a big name. He invented he invented a lot of stuff. He invented the yeah. camel clutch. He invented a lot of wrestling moves um And, and I then know, know
1: say that Chavo Classic, you know, and Hector a, and Mondo, they were all
0: big stars as well. But I, I'm with you. I don't yeah. know if I would have had them on my list either.
1: But but as far as you know, American, you know, American wrestling, Eddie was the only big star. Yeah, Let's and you honest. know,
0: Chavo had a good run, but Eddie Which was. You a ever,
1: did you ever ever look at Chavo and say that man can get headline WrestleMania?
0: No. No, absolutely no. not. Not a knock on Chavo. He's fantastic. I love Chavo, but he, he's not a main eventer. But he, but he wasn't Eddie. What? Um, why don't we bang through our honorable mentions here, and then we'll get ready to take her home.
1: I, I've i got a few. Uh, uh, do, do you want to go one off? Yeah. All right. I'll start with the Flair family.
0: The Flair family? I, uh,
1: I couldn't put them on. I just couldn't. Um, David <laughs> Flair. <laughs>
0: David Flair, yeah. Uh, like David Rick and, Sh- Rick and Charlotte might be good enough Flair, to make a list Teddy on their own. The
1: Flair. David Flair is the Teddy heart of the Flair, Flair family.
0: Fair, fair. Uh, let's go with the DiBiase family then. Iron Mike DiBiase, Ted DiBiase, and Ted Jr.
1: Yeah, that was never, a, like, they're on my honorables, but that would have never been the contender for me.
0: No, I wouldn't. These are just honorable mentions now. I don't okay. think, I don't think anything yeah. with this.
1: Okay. And, and that gives then, uh, the Lawler's.
0: Yeah, the, the Lawlers, hey, man, listen, Jerry Lawler, honky-tonk man, Brian Christopher, that's pretty, uh, pretty impressive. Miss Kitty. Okay. <laughs> she's divorced, she's out. Uh, how about the Blanchard family? Yes. Joe Blanchard, yeah. Yeah. huge promoter, Tolly Blanchard, Tessa Blanchard, and mm-hmm. Tessa's stepfather is Magnum TA. Yeah, uh,
1: definitely on my honorable mentions. Um, the Henning family.
0: Yeah, the Hennings are, are a fantastic option there. Uh, I've got the Cologne family. Oh, Carlos that was Eddie. my next
1: one. Yeah, uh,
0: yeah. I know you took the. That's why I paused it. The Hennings were my next one. I had to find out. I had to be like, oh, shit.
1: That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, the clones are, are great. You know, you know uh, that whole Puerto Rican uh, territory, you wouldn't really have without both Carlos, Carlos. and the Andell. but mm-hmm. uh you know then you span out and you know you, you have carlito you have uh, who's all in there primo and
0: primo epico
1: yeah and
0: what do you got what's um, another one you got i got the Vachons. oh that was a good one i had those on my list as well mad dog uh, luna Maurice. yeah the vashons are legendary in the canadian and and that's uh you know hopefully we'll talk to our guests next week about them a little bit i have a controversial one and and especially if it would have... If these families actually would have ended up marrying, I got the Bellas on here. You got Nikki, you got Brie, you got Johnny Ace, Daniel Bryan, and at one point John Cena. If Cena would have stayed on there, I would have put them on my
1: list. If, if Cena would have... They would have never made my list, but if Cena would have stayed there, they'd at least be a high honorable mention. They're not even an honorable mention to me, because the only... F- fucking one we're talking about is brian johnny ace doesn't count I have johnny ace oh, fuck um i got the rujos
0: yeah rujos were they were the next on my list as well uh i've got one here and uh, i don't know what last name to put them at but it's um mil mascaris <laughs> dos Carlos, and alberto del rio
1: that that'd be the rodriguez family yeah okay i have them as well yeah um my next one is the smith family
0: uh, the, the Smith.
1: So, that, so that's Grizzly Smith.
0: Oh, okay. Jake the Snake. His knowledge.
1: son, Jake the Snake Roberts. His daughter, uh, Rock and Robin. Um, uh, which ones did we talk about earlier today? I I only found out today that Sam Houston and Baby Doll were both members of that family as well.
0: Yeah, yeah, they were. Uh, they were married, I believe, those two. Yeah, they were. Here's one that could make an argument to make your list, and that would be the Armstrong family.
1: Okay, that was my next list. They were in uh, a fight with the Wyndhams yeah, to get on my fair. list. That's yeah, that's fair. They, they really that's
0: were a legendary family. Brad Armstrong, one of the most underrated wrestlers of all time.
1: Agreed. 100% agreed. Um, I've got the Poffo family.
0: Yeah, the Poffos, obviously Macho Lanny, and uh, and the dad.
1: Ad Angelo, yeah.
0: I've got, I've got two left on my list. How many do you got? Uh, One more. All right. I'm going to assume that one of yours is the Orton's. Yes. So the Orton's, obviously, Randy, uh, Randy, Barry, and Bob. I have a little dark horse one that I think is just worth mentioning because it's fun. Okay. And that's Paige's family.
1: You know what? I, I, I didn't think of that, but
0: 100%. Yeah. A little dark yeah. horse one it off there. And I think it's funny that you had the uh, Anawahi family as number one because now there's that new show. I don't know if you've seen it, Young Rock.
1: I haven't seen it yet. No,
0: I watched the first episode. It's if you're a wrestling fan, you'll like it. And if you're okay. not, then they, they literally talk in, in kayfabe the whole time.
1: Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, you
0: got to work the gimmick, brother. Work the gimmick. Like it's, yeah, it's, 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 <laughs> it's, it's worth a checkout, I guess. It's not going to win any awards or anything, but uh, it's worth it. I'm going to watch another episode.
1: Can you imagine if Paige would have married Del Rio? Oh,
0: that would have been a. Big then boost her family, already legendary family. Yeah, then
1: her family and the Rodriguez family would have been combined.
0: Well, I got to tell you, Mike, I give your list a thumbs up.
1: You didn't hate them, my well, list I, very much today. I, I didn't, didn't hate on
0: it because you made good points. You had good points to back some of, the, some of your lists up. And, you know, the number seven is always the hardest part that I find to do yeah. uh, in our list. And, you know, take your pick between the Armstrongs, the Guerreros, and the Wyndhams. There's no wrong answer there.
1: Yeah, I, I agree, I, and and you know, I'm very very uh, happy with the seven I've picked, but they could all be scrambled around, and the list would still make sense. Yeah, hundred
0: percent. For you me, know? I I think the McMahon's are they're they're a slam dunk to be a number one, but I can't. <laughs> I, I'm not upset that you put them at number two for the Anaheim family, so uh, I'll tip my cap to you on list, my friend.
1: Speaking of lists, what are we doing next week?
0: Well, next week, we, uh, we've got a special guest joining us as well. Uh, one of the one of the fastest, uh, I, I'm going to say one of the most well-respected Canadian wrestlers on the independent scene over the last eight years, uh, definitely making a name for himself up in the northern Ontario area for sure. We're going to be joined by uh, Jeremy Prophet. One of the, uh, he's fantastic, man. Uh, I've had a chance to talk to him a little bit. He was on uh, uh, a group podcast thing we did, the League of Extraordinary Podcasters. He was part of that. Uh, had a chance to talk to him a little bit there. This guy's gonna open your eyes to a lot next week. Uh, he's been he's been a part of some cool stuff. He's worked some big names. He came up uh, around the same time, guys like Steen and Generico came up in the Montreal independent scene. We're gonna get into a little bit. Um, and he's really, uh, I want to
1: talk to him because he he's really trained at Rougeau's school. He was, he was trained at Rougeau's school. Oh, I can't wait to talk to this guy. Yeah, it's
0: going to be fun, man. And and he's really doing a good job of bringing to light just a lot of the struggles that Canadian wrestlers face going over the border and working in the States. And I'm really excited to get into all of that with him. And he's going to stick around for the list next week as well. And next week, I get to count down the top seven career moments of the, I'm going to combine two monikers here of the American Dragon Daniel Bryan. How about that?
1: <laughs> you like that? Yes,
0: yes. <laughs> I see what you did there. Yeah, uh, it's coming up on on his uh, anniversary. I don't remember how many years ago, off the top of my head, of his WWE debut. And I figure uh, with it getting right before WrestleMania season, this is a good. Uh, a good... Like, like his
1: like his NXT debut.
0: Yeah, his NXT debut is like his WWE NXT debut, okay, you know, where cool. he fought Jericho. Um, right. So I, I figured this is a good last stop because after this, we're on the road to WrestleMania, buddy.
1: And we're hitting hard.
0: Yeah, we're like working said, on we a have, lot of cool we, stuff.
1: We have Rick and Bonnie coming up in a few weeks. We have another. Uh, we have a couple other secrets uh that we could be uh, unveiling in the next few weeks uh whenever we don't have a guest we'll be doing a wrestlemania themed list yep um and then of course our big live show on wrestlemania weekend
0: yeah we got to figure that out still we got our one-year anniversary coming up lots of fun stuff going on uh make sure you guys take part in our, our ring of honor world championship tournament that's going to be up on our instagram story every day there'll be a match for you to vote on maybe two uh that's going to be a lot of fun i'm excited to see uh, how you guys vote for this and uh, we're excited to read the results. Well, we'll keep tabs on that every week for you. And I'll have a Absolutely. bracket up there for you guys to keep tabs on as well. Uh, quick plug on just what I'm doing. Make sure you guys head over to the Miasma Citadel on YouTube to hear me do some commentary. It's been a lot of fun. The project is growing pretty well. Uh, and uh, maybe in the next couple of weeks, we'll tell you about the project that you've been working on, Mike, for everybody. Well, I, was,
1: I was just about to plug that. I, I'm not going to Oh, talk- yeah.
0: Plug it now then if you want.
1: I, I am going to plug it. So it is, It it's not, uh, not, live for your eyes yet but very very soon we're going to be launching the very first web page for counted it out That's it's right. going to be a one-stop shop for everything counted out all our interviews all our videos all our links all our social medias all in one place you don't have to go all over the interwebs looking for us yeah. you'll have to you go to one year and i'm not going to share it with you yet but once it's ready for your eyes i'll let you know we'll do we'll tell you right here. On the show and then from now on you just have to go to this one one page and everything will be there uh it'll be very user friendly uh and very uh interactive we we're we're gonna have it so you guys can can really commute with us through this um through this web page i'm really excited about it
0: yeah me too i've had a chance to see the draft that you put together you're doing a great job with it can't wait for that to go live and like i said tune in next week for the one and only jeremy prophet as well as top seven moments Of the American Dragon, Daniel Bryan. Mike, take us home, buddy.
1: On behalf of uh, Bryan Danielson, we've been counted out. Cheers.